Thank you. Merry Christmas, family. It is so cool to be with you. Oh, some kloofies here. Oh, just really, really cool. I, this is the one Christmas day that I, I actually am just filled with joy. Uh, I'm filled with joy for a whole bunch of stuff that Jesus has done. Uh, I'm filled with joy because uh, my, my little girl came through this morning. And she was just so excited, happy Christmas, Dad, and gave me hugs and said, I can't wait to give you your, birthday, uh, your Christmas present. And then she went in to see my wife. Now, I've got to set, set this up well, because my wife is arguably, she has the most hears known to man when it comes to celebrations. Like, she is just celebration. She tells me the whole time how lame I am. I don't get into the vibe enough. So, like, she's the type of person who puts on the community group, our hearts will have the most lights in our area. Like, she is that person. So, so she's got all this kiss. And there have been two days this year where she dropped the ball. It was delightful. <laughs> the first was Mother's Day. Mother's Day happened on the 9th of May, which, which is my boy's birthday. And so my boy comes running through on Mother's Day at about 6 a.m. And my wife has um, not slept because of Livy. And he runs through and he says, Mom, Mom, it's my birthday. And she responds, Go away, it's also Mother's Day and I need sleep. It was just delightful. I've never seen that before. This morning, Gracie goes through and, and she says, Mom, happy Christmas. And Mom says, happy Christmas. Now leave me alone as a Christmas present so I can sleep. It was just it was amazing. I have such joy. I have such joy because we are about to go to, you know what's, what's lovely about this season? It's like all stress. Then there's Christmas Day, a little bit of stress. And then, you know, you know how it goes like Tuesday, Wednesday, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, Boxing Day, uh, 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 I don't know, uh, 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 New Year's Eve. Like that's basically what happens. We just lose our minds over the next five days. We just know that for the next little while, we are not going to think about anything, do anything, know where we are. It's just, a, it's a beautiful time of the year where your brain switches off and you become a vegetable for five days, probably because you've eaten so much, your brain is digesting. But uh, this, this is what's going to happen for the next little while. But leading up to it is is so much anxiety. And we've just come out of a mental health, or we're in a mental health pandemic, and, and there's just anxiety. And I, I thought about how much anxiety I had, because I, I'd taken leave. You know, Olive Tree staff decided we're all gonna get COVID at the same time. I don't know why we have to do this again and again, but we did it. I'm sorry for shutting down. Uh, you were just getting into church, and then we, we all got COVID again. But I just decided, no, I can't do this. I'm taking leave. And, uh, and I, I started to relax. And then Christmas shopping. And I, I went to Macro the other day. And, um, and what I realized is how different people are. Because I saw some people who were standing in that queue. Now, that queue was longer than the queue used to be to Joe Cools when you were that age. It, was, it just went on and on and on. And uh, all the way around the macro parking lot. And uh, I landed somewhere at the back of the queue because I'd gotten to the wrong queue. And, uh, and anyway, I saw some people there, they were taking selfies, like my best life ever. Look at the climb, look where I am today. I just thought, you are amazing. I, I saw other people 
colored people, who, who they were in, in queues, the whole family. You guys know how to shop. You go, it's a family, yeah, you know how to do it. Family experience. I got invited into the family experience. It was, I could feel the love. But I'm a white person and I was in a queue. So I was doing what white people do. I was complaining. <laughs> that's, that's where I was. The stress was up here. Because when, especially when a white male goes shopping, he is hunting. I, 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 just, I just wanted to kill it and get it and leave. And, uh, and I got invited with deep love into the family experience. You know who I didn't see there? I just, I just want to put this out there. there. There were no Indian people there, except the people working in the store. And at first, I thought to myself, you are so sneaky. I, I thought to myself, it's because you just wake up a little bit later. And then I realized, no, not true. Not true at all. It's because... The Indian people milked it on Black Friday. <laughs> and the only Indian people I saw were the people working in the store, making money off us. You guys are so smart. You just claim it. It was just, it was fascinating. But anxiety, anxiety, especially if you're a guy, because let's face it, I mean, maybe I'm a little bit too A-type, I, I don't know, but thinking about what to buy people that will make them happy. It's just stressful. And then you, you get it, and then you have to wrap it. Now, ladies, you don't have this experience, but we don't have fingernails. So we know that once a year, we're going to have war with sellotape. And it's going to go like this. And after about seven minutes, your fingernail that was short in the beginning is even shorter, and it's starting to heat up. And eventually, you will get a little piece. And as you pull that little piece, it will either get bigger and if it gets bigger, it will come out and you will feel like a woman. <laughs> you will feel like you have arrived. But more likely, it will get smaller. And you will pull, hoping that it turns. You know, sometimes it turns and gets bigger. And you'll keep pulling, and then it will disappear, and you'll start again. And then once you've got that sorted, you'll look for the scissors, and you have a fight with your wife because she put them in some sensible place. And then... It's not like it ends there. Then there is always the shopping, the, the paper. Now, ladies, this doesn't happen to you. It happens to men all the time. I'm an engineer, and I still can't wrap presents. I, I put the box down. I do what they say, fold it over, fold it over. And every piece of paper tells me you can get two gifts into it. But I always wrap and land up with one present with its bum sticking out. <laughs> it's just stress, anxiety. And then we go home, and we, we, we have to, you know, this is, again, this is a white thing. Cooking turkey. Turkey is basically biltong walking. <laughs> Nobody knows why the heck those birds ever, like, made it through. They should have devolved. They should have died. We've got chicken. Why do we have to cook turkey? Turkey is impossible to taste nice. It's just anxiety. Then you've got to avoid the vaccine debate. It is anxiety. There's just anxiety everywhere. And Christmas is a message about peace. And today I want to talk to you about how you get peace. Because this incredible gift should give you peace. And so I'm going to go to a text from Matthew. And I called this message, Do Not Fear, God Will Give You Peace. And here's the story. It goes like this. This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, 
while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly. So he decided to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, the son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through the prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She'll give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary, his wife. But he didn't have sexual relations with her until her son was born, and Joseph named him Jesus. You know, when you preach about Christmas, there's so much you could preach about. You can preach about the history of Jesus, that he was born in a certain place and there are records about it and that, that he grew up in, in Nazareth and he went to Egypt for a time and there's, there's fact after fact after fact. You can look at all the facts about how he claimed that he was God, how he was killed for it and the facts about how he was raised from the dead. You, you can preach about that. You can preach about how there are, just in this text alone, four prophecies about Jesus. There, there, almost 100 prophecies written around about 700 years before Christ and before that about how he would live, where he was born. You, you could preach on all the prophecies fulfilled that could, statistically would be impossible to be fulfilled in Jesus. Or you can preach about carrying Jesus. I want to preach about carrying Jesus. Because when you look at this text, this Christmas was messy. My wrapping of presents is messy, but for the most part, Christmas in our world comes in packaging that's beautiful. The packaging of Christmas was messy. You know, a few years ago, and the, it was the first time this had, I'd had this experience. A couple walked up to me, and, uh, and the guy said, Ross, we're celebrating because we're pregnant. Now, I'm not so doff that I don't understand what that means. That means like we're in this together and it's beautiful. Well done. You're going to be a responsible husband. Well done. That's called normalcy. But anyway, but, but the unwoken me went, there's no we are pregnant. She's pregnant, bro. You had some fun. She is going to expand. She is going to throw up. She is going to glow for a little while. Mostly throw, but a little bit of glow. She's going to get bigger and bigger until she looks like a pea on a pin. And then she's going to have this experience where her innie becomes an outie. If you haven't had kids, this means nothing to you. But if you had, the belly button that used to go in just goes pop and it goes out. And, and all of this becomes public property. She goes through all kinds of pain whilst you watch helplessly. And then there's an excruciating miracle. And then you can say we. Because then you will not sleep. But, but up until then, it is a she deal. The story of Joseph is no we. Because this isn't his child. She wasn't even his wife. And he wakes up one day, and she's pregnant. And she's trying to tell him, this wasn't another guy. 
And he's going, ah. And he's trying to deal with it. And all he's got to hold on to is a dream, an angel in a dream. And he's still trying to do the maths. And the angel says, do not fear. Do not fear. Do not fear. I want to say to you, do not fear. You know why he's so scared? Because he lives in a, in a time where having a child outside of wedlock was, was an awful no-no. He lives in a time where <clears throat> people's perception, we think cancel culture is hectic now. He lives in a time where cancel culture is off the chart. And what is he going to say when people look at Jesus and go, he looks just like his mother. I can't see any of you in him. How's he going to respond when, when people come to him and say, how's your boy? How's he going to navigate the world of she's pregnant with another child? He's scared of perception. He's scared of provision. He, did, he didn't plan this. Suddenly now he's got a, a family that he, he didn't sign up for. And he's scared because he didn't plan this. This isn't like his best life ever. Anybody feel like you didn't arrive through COVID at your best life ever? Joseph is looking at this and going, this wasn't what I hoped for. And the angel says, do not fear. In fact, I think that angel was holding back because I think that angel wanted to say so much more. And the angel wanted to say to him, you're worried about provision? Joseph, don't worry about provision because God has already orchestrated some wise men. I know you were taught that the wise men were at the nativity. They weren't. They came two years later. You, God has already orchestrated some wise men to provide some people believe about 1.3 kgs of gold, which would be useful. A chunk of gold to finance your trip that you're about to go on. You're about to go on an adventure so that nobody gets killed to Egypt. You worry about provision? Don't worry about provision because if you're carrying the son, the father is carrying you. If you're carrying the son, the father is carrying you. You worried about... Your best life ever? You worried about your legacy? What people say about you, your inheritance? Joseph, you don't know this yet. But though you think your life is going to just come to an end as you have this baby, it's just going to be a nothing. You're going to have no legacy. I want to tell you, Joseph, that in generations to come, people will be writing about you. Sermons will be given about you. People will know your name. You will be one of the most famous people in the world. In fact, people will decide to stick with children that aren't theirs because of your decision today. Your life will be a legacy that will impact the world generation after generation generation, billion upon billion of people, if you'll just carry the sun. Joseph, you're worried about, about what people think of you? What people will think about you if you carry the sun will blow your mind for eternity. 
I want to say to you, church, you worried about how life is. You worried about January. You worried about what's happening. You worried about Christmas lunch. You worried about all the things that we're so anxious about. If you carry the sun, it may look like you have a woman with an illegitimate child and everything's a mess, but I want you to know that if you carry the son, the father will carry you and you will come out of this. Fear not. Oh, we could end right there. If I look back through my life, I, I literally look, well, let me, let me put this in context. Jesus born in Bethlehem. Bethlehem is the place of promise. It's the promise that the son of David will be born in Bethlehem. It's the promise that the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world will come out of Bethlehem because Bethlehem was the place that the shepherds had sheep that they had sacrificed at the temple. Jesus was a picture of one of those sheep that would be sacrificed outside the temple. It's, it's, a, it's throughout, it's just Bethlehem's the place of promise. Jesus born in the place of promise. And then Jesus, in the first page of the, of the New Testament, Jesus is taken to Egypt. Egypt is the place of slavery and hardship. What's amazing is in Bethlehem, what Mary and Joseph needed was some people to tell them they're not nuts. Mary, you really are carrying God. And so what God gives them is a bunch of shepherds. A bunch of shepherds in those days would be like a bunch of mechanics today. The toughest, roughest crowd walk in and go, God is in your womb. You're about to give birth. When, when the shepherds come, you know a miracle has happened. What they needed in Bethlehem was confirmation of the promise. What they needed in Egypt was gold. You see, some of you feel like you're in Egypt. You feel like you're in slavery and hardship. And this is what I want you to know. If you're carrying the sun, there is a wise man coming. Let me quickly tell you a story. So when I bought my latest house, some of you think I'm smart. This is going to prove that I'm not. When I, I bought my last house, because I bought a couple. When I, when I bought this house, I had factored in everything other than the transfer duties. Some of you look at me like, yeah, how dwarf can the person be? I, I hadn't worked that out. And, uh, and so when I got the bill for the transfer duties, I almost threw up. Some of you felt this over Christmas. And, uh, and I looked at it, and I went, oh, no, God, I messed. And a friend of mine came to me and said, Ross, I just felt like God put in my heart to pay for your transfer duties without me asking. You see, you might be going into Egypt but God has orchestrated a plan long before. And it might feel like it's now the 11th hour, the 11th, the 59th minute, 59th second. But God has wise men. God, if you carry the sun, God will carry you. He will put you in places of hardship. And though it feels like your table is filled with enemies, he will anoint your head with oil so that your cup overflows. And you will be able to say after this season, surely goodness and mercy followed me all the days of my life. 
God takes his son from the place of promise to the place of hardship to Nazareth, which is the place of obscurity. COVID for me has felt like it took me into the place of obscurity. I only know half of you. Our church changes every few weeks. It, it has just felt like my family. Where are they? They're, they're all over the show. Who are you? It, it's just so different. And I'm so blessed because every pastor in Durban is telling me the same story. But it's just different. It feels like obscurity. You know what God does with Jesus and Nazareth? The place of obscurity? Because remember Nathan, he, he says, does anything good come from Nazareth? It's like pofada. Does anything good come from there? It's, that's what's going on. God takes Jesus into the place of obscurity because that's where disciples are made. And out of obscurity, God forms an army that changes the world. If you're in a place of obscurity, just know this, that God is going to form an army around you if you carry the sun. Now, if you're not a Christian, you're going like, yeah, loopy, these oaks. The thing God does for us as Christians is a small percentage take care of us on the outside. Big percentage give us something on the inside. And the promise of Christmas, and this is why Christmas is so special, the promise of Christmas is peace. So I'm going to read that text that she spoke about. In Luke 2, it says this, and in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And the angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with fear. That's how you know it was a real angel. Because those lame things we see at Gateway are not real angels. This, they were filled with fear, tells you it's a real angel. And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord, and this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is well pleased. I love this text. One angel pitches to give the news, but the whole of heaven responds, at the news. Angels, the whole host of heaven's armies pitch up to go glory to God in the highest and peace and goodwill to those with whom God is pleased. I want to talk about peace because the gift of Christmas is peace, but they're T's and C's. To whom God is well pleased. You know, the song doesn't say that. The song goes, and peace to all men. It, that's not what the Bible says. The, peace, the Bible says, and peace to whom God is well pleased. I want to talk about how you get well pleased. In Romans 5, it, it makes a promise. It says, we have been justified by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and therefore have peace. Here's what this means, because these are old, old words. Justified means made just. So we are made just by believing in the Lord Jesus Christ, and so we have peace. The way you get peace is by believing right, not doing right. Doing will follow believing. 
but you have to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me, let me dive into this, because this text says this. A Savior who is Christ the Lord. Those words mean different things. Jesus means God saves. If you want peace, you have to have a Savior. You have to receive Jesus as your Savior. Now, let me just drive into this a little bit, and then I'm going to dive into Christ, and then I'm going to dive into the Lord. My kids are 10 and 8, and they have reached the season where they just fight. And I, I thought I was a good parent, but I tried everything to stop them from fighting. I have shouted at them. I have threatened them. I have acted on the threats, sometimes with deep joy in my heart and other times with deep sadness. I have, I have done everything I could, and they just kept fighting over this last holiday. They've just fought and fought and fought. Eventually, I'm driving to take them surfing the one day, and they are still fighting, and I slowed down, and I turned around to them, and I said, you guys are hurting my heart. My little girl started crying. And my little boy said, sorry, which is the equivalent of crying for him. <laughs> and God would say to you, you guys are hurting my heart. Your greed and your lust and your hatred and your racism and your sexism and your corruption and your, the way you speak about one another, it is hurting my heart. It has hurt me so much that I am angry and I'm a holy God, and you need a savior because otherwise you are going to get my wrath. The message of Christmas is that a savior came. So you don't get God's wrath, you get his peace. But God's peace is not enough for you. You see, you need his peace. You need to have peace with God. You need to have peace with you. Because if you're anything like me, you carry all kinds of weird stuff. Guilt, shame, issues, insecurities. You know what I loved? When I used to preach this message, nobody believed me. If you were younger than 30, you were like, ah, not me. If you're older, you knew it. And then COVID happened, and everybody just went, you're right, I'm a mess. You need peace with yourself. And you cannot have peace with yourself if you do not know that you are being changed. And when the Bible says the Savior, he's talking about relationship with God. When he says the Christ, he's talking about the anointed one. Christos means anointed one. The Christ is the one who is anointed to come into your life and not just heal your diseases, but heal your messed up soul. He changes you. The reason I can have peace with myself is because I look at myself 10 years ago and I look at myself today and we are different. He has changed me. He is transforming me. So I can have peace with my messed up self because I'm forgiven by God and I'm being changed by God. I need a savior. I need the Christ and I need a Lord. Now here's why you need a Lord. See, the angels got this. They said, glory to God in the highest and peace and goodwill towards all men. You can't have peace and goodwill without glory to God in the highest because your entire purpose on, on this earth, 
was to give glory to God in the highest. And the reason that you have to give glory to God in the highest is because if you don't give glory to God in the highest, you'll give glory to you on the lowest. Your life will be about satisfying you. And some of you have lived long enough to know that that's impossible. It's frustrating and depressing. So you get angry and sad. And sometimes we're happy, sad, sad, happy, sappy. We, we, we're a mess because we're trying to give glory to things that cannot fill us. And so we have no peace. If you want the peace of God that surpasses all understanding, you have to make God the Lord of your life because when he is Lord and you're living for his glory, his peace will follow you all the days of your life and you will be able to shout about the goodness of God even in the land of COVID. The message of Christmas is that God has a gift for you. He has got a savior and he has an anointed one, Christ, and he has a Lord. And the package doesn't come in one. It comes in three. When you accept Christ, you need to accept him as all of them. Otherwise, you don't get the peace. And so I want to give you a chance to receive the package just like Joseph did. He looked at it, and the package was messy. And for many of you, the package probably looks quite messy. It doesn't make sense. His words are not comforting. He's difficult to understand at times. But if you will make him your Savior and your Christ and your Lord, he will take your life and he will transform it and you will say, I have peace. Today, I have peace. I want you to have peace. So if Jesus isn't those three things, you need to pray with me. And if you're not a Christian today and God is speaking to you somehow, pray with me. And if you're online in your baggies or pajamas, pray with me. So as we close our eyes and bow our heads, if Jesus is not all three of those things to you and you want him to be those three things, won't you lift your hand and say, Jesus, I want that. Thank you. I see your hands. 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 Then pray this prayer. And we can all pray this in our hearts. Father, thank you for son, sending Jesus, your son. Thank you that he is my savior who saves me from my sin. He is my Christ, my anointed one who lives in my heart and changes me from within. And today I make him Lord that he can be the great one that I serve. Because in making him highest, I know peace will follow. So today, I make Jesus my Savior, my Christ, and my Lord. Jesus, come into my heart and rule here. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Amen. May God give you peace and joy and good presence and lots of coffee. And you have a fantastic time. Go home. Have a jaw.